Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even small people from small places can be used for His big kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives. So click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) We're back and we're going to give you some songs to listen to this week. I don't know if you're like me, but songs play constantly. And why not listen to good Christian music Mm -hmm. instead of worldly secular trash? (laughs) I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. Sorry. Me too. too. It doesn't bring any joy to me or give me life to listen to that other show. So anyway, um, I'll give y'all my song first this week. I heard it. So my husband got, I don't know if you are like us, but. We have all the gadgets and all the technology crap all of it, all the time. And so somebody gave us another one of those like Google screen things. And so I put one in my laundry room. <laughs> First of all, it's to hide the dog noise. It's covered up. But anyway, I had it playing Christian music. I was in there doing the laundry and like stopped in my tracks when I heard some lyrics. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And so I had to play it again. And then I've been obsessed with it. But the name of the song is called On Time God. And it talks about how how you can look back in your life look back over your life and even when there's doubt, even when you're going through things, even when you don't feel it in the moment, you can look back and see how on time our God is, that He He loves to show up in the worst places and He loves to do miracles and He's always perfect in His timing. We don't see it in the moment, but when you look back, he's always on time mm-hmm. and it's so good. So Who's check it out. That one? Um, I never heard of this group, but it's called Women Evolve Worship. Okay. I've heard that song. I just didn't know who sang it. Chandler Moore sings with them. So yeah. just, you know, it's really good. Okay. So mine is an older one, but my, so we, we ha- I have a playlist that we used to listen to after we did our devotion in the car. Um, and I mean, we probably haven't really, I mean, I'll play it every once in a while, but we probably haven't like played it on the way to school in like a year. And Knox, for some reason, has been asking to listen to this song every morning for the last few mornings. It's called What If by Matthew West. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Like, they like it because it has a really good beat to it. Mm-hmm. It's upbeat and stuff because they're very much into the like rap Christian music right now. <laughs> All of my kids, which is great. Um, my husband actually likes it too. So, but it just talks about, um, what if we lived like we were dying is like the first mm-hmm. line of it. So good. Right. And so it's all a whole bunch of what ifs, like, what if we live that way? What, you know? And so check it out if you haven't, it's really good. But, um, if you have kids, they will probably enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like it. So get your jam on with Jesus. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good to be back. We are um, going to do it a little bit differently today, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know. Um, we, we we do. We've been talking about this and having lots of conversations. And 
it's just something that we kind of wanted to have a conversation on air and also back it up with some scripture and that type of thing. So, um, one thing this year, I guess, probably, um, that I've just been like really digging through and analyzing in my life. And I think Holly has too, is just, there's things that, so I, in my personal life, me and my family have recently started looking for a new church. Um, so this is kind of what had brought that up, but also it was kind of being brought up before that. Um, we loved the church we were at and we didn't leave on bad terms at all. We just felt like God was calling us to something different for what our family needs right now, um, which was not an easy choice. And um, so through that, God's also been just like working on me more sanct- sanctification <laughs> process. <laughs> Just really painful, by the way. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> but it's made me question things because I've grown up in a Baptist church my whole life, and we are now visiting a church of God, which we're, we love and it's been great. But things, which is a Pentecostal. Yes. And church. so, like, things are different. Like, mm-hmm. um, and not that either one of them are right or wrong. I think we all have the same goal at the end of the day. And, you know, that's why there are so many different churches out there because mm-hmm. comfort or whatever it might be. Well, it's basically interpretation yes. of scripture and you yeah. used it to model what you think the church should look like. Um. So... With all of that backstory being said, um, it's just brought up like me questioning, I'm like, okay, why have I believed this interpretation mm-hmm. of the Bible for so long and not like where actually- did it yeah, where did it come from and why do why do we do it? Why do we believe that? Like why does the Baptist denomination like interpret it this way and believe this way and why don't they like hit on the other things and mm-hmm. you know and so it's just, which we already were in conversation about a lot of that anyway. Yeah. We've been digging into different things and um, we still have no clear answer. <laughs> but, so we can't help you there. But I am loving the fact that I'm questioning it more because mm-hmm. it's made me want to dig into his word more mm-hmm. and figure out why I interpret or believe things the way that I have for so long. And why is my mindset kind of changing now? Mm-hmm. Which in turn has made me get a deeper relationship with Christ, which has been great. And so, um, I was talking to Holly the other day on the phone. We should have just recorded that whole conversation. We talked for like an hour about it. But um, just how the importance of not allowing people and their interpretation to pour into what you believe in your thoughts, but like really digging into the Mm -hmm. word and figuring out, okay, I'm going to a church that believes this way and interprets this way. Why is it? And do I align with that? And like I said, a lot of these, most majority of these things are second tier. They're not going to keep you from getting into heaven. They're just because you interpret it that way or you believe it that way. Like that's not the case, but you do have to find what aligns with you spiritually and what you really interpret and believe and make sure that where it's basically you finding a group of people that 
have the same kind of ideals and interpretation of scripture and what being a follower of Christ looks like and what the church looks mm-hmm. like. I mean, the other stuff, like you said, is not do or die. As long as you believe the same things when it comes to Christ, him coming to earth, him dying for us and being raised again, that's the main part. The second part is how you walk that out right? and how you continue to follow Christ and walk out the commission. Um, and being like checking. Okay. So, you know, churches go through, we get new preachers or we get new staff members, like making sure that you're not sitting under somebody that's not biblically correct. They're mm-hmm. not self-motivated. They're spirit led. Mm-hmm. And so like, that was one thing we wanted to hit on, just like making sure that if you are in a place where you're trying to find a new church home or you're trying to find a church for the first time, like checking that, mm-hmm. making sure that you're not just going off of what people tell you, but you're, and then also falling back to, okay, when you do become a part of a church, then you have to find those people that you want to do life with in that church and making sure that they're who you need to be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, they can hold you accountable. They can lift, you know, all of these things are so important. Just check, not going off people's word, but looking at the evidence of their lives. Yeah. I mean, I know that's one thing that I've tried to challenge myself to do this year is to not, I found myself the last couple of years just trying to consume as much about the Bible and Jesus and following Jesus as I could. But most of the time I was leaving, leaning more prevalently on other people's books or interpretations mm-hmm. or other people's podcasts and leaving little time to actually Sorry. listen to the word or dig into the word myself. And so I've tried to challenge myself this year to not read any commentaries or books but to just try to read the bible um well and i think that this topic is so important right now in the time that we live in because there are so many churches mm -hmm. so many churches y'all shifting to a worldly view Mm -hmm. a worldly comfort a let's make everybody feel good about themselves and comfortable and not sticking to what the bible says Mm -hmm. So many, and they look just like a regular church, well, no, and they and act just like a regular church. And it's hard too because you don't like you sometimes don't know those things until you're in it. You're in it, and you're like committed, and you're you know trying to do life, and then something goes wait. And I don't even I can't tell you what to do in those instances because honestly, I had those like I just lately over the last year just started to question like everything about church Mm -hmm. and why it is we do things the way we do or don't do some of the things well i think that's part of the sanctification and the deeper dive into a relationship Mm -hmm. with him you start to see more things and more things start to like make sense and click together and you're just like okay well why are we operating that way or why is this happening or why you know Mm -hmm. like you question and like you said, it's hard because you kind of don't see some of those things or figure some of those things out until you're already in it. And that's why I'm saying, like, we've, we've been visiting this church that we're visiting now since the first week, second week of January. So, and me and my husband decided, like, this isn't going to be 
something that we choose lightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have a ton of options in the area that we live in, but there are options. And so not just finding it, picking the church because it's comfortable for us, and mm-hmm. but picking a church that challenges us in our faith every week we walk in the doors that have people, like you said, who are challenging us in our faith also. And, you know, well, and I think that's something that's so important is that when you enter, as you're walking on the journey with Christ and you're trying to become more sanctified, that's the goal to be more like Jesus. You want to have yourself available to people in your life, trusted people in your life. Not everyone should have the opportunity to speak into you, but you want to be in a body where you allow other people to speak into your life, Mm -hmm. to speak into you and say, Hey, I'm seeing some things in you that, you know, you're not handling quite right. Or maybe you need to check your heart. I know I want that for myself. Because I know there's times when my heart's not in the right place. And I want to know that I have a family of Christians around me and a body of believers around me that are confident enough, not in themselves, but in Christ and in what they know. The things that about, said that yes. are hard sometimes. Yes. <laughs> because that's what we are yeah. called to do. That's that's one thing I told Mallory a while ago. We were talking about something and the world has gotten such a skewed view of love Mm -hmm. they think that love is supposed to be well you just love who they are and you let them do what they want to because you love and you don't call that on no that's not love love is coming to someone and saying because i love you i'm going to tell you what you're doing is wrong well i mean we we've said this before that's what we are for one another and there's a few other people in our lives that we allow to speak into us and call us out on things you have to be careful. You have to be willing to guard your heart when your heart needs to be guarded. Mm-hmm. You can't just let everybody speak into you, like Holly said. But there's, we're close. We have a great relationship, but there are some conversations that we've had to have with one another <laughs> that have not been easy, that have been maybe got escalated. We've cried, but at the end of it, mm-hmm. we're always hugging one another, telling each other we love each other because that's what we need. Mm-hmm in our lives. That's how we grow closer to him. That's how we hold each other accountable. And some of those things that we talk about, or we have to be transparent about with one another aren't easy. I mean, you know, it's not, but it's also not easy to just sit back and watch somebody go down a path and love them from afar and do nothing about it. Yeah. So, um, but the importance of that would be also knowing when to guard your heart. There's going to be people that you're going to have to do life with or do church with that aren't bearing the fruit that they should be bearing. And you're still going to have to be in their presence or be around them. And just knowing that you can be around them, but you can still guard your heart. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give them access to that. And you don't have to allow the way that they live or they act or they treat people or whatever the situation is like, hurt you in a spirit from a mm-hmm. spiritual standpoint. And if that's the case, then you need to know that that's the time to walk away. Mm-hmm. If somebody's pulling you off of your spiritual path or making you stumble because of how they treat you or how they act, then you just have to know, you know, be in prayer about it and know when you need to walk away from that situation. Um, 
the parameters of that are hard though. Oh, so I hard. mean, <clears throat> try to... sometimes it's family members. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes it's people, like you said, that you can't necessarily put a lot of distance between, um, but you know, like God says, we're called to love them. I, I try, and I've told my kids this, um, a lot as they're growing up and facing issues with people. I just try to love them. And I know this is harder, easier said than done, but no matter what you do to me, I'm going to love you. I'm going to smile at you. I'm going to do my best to try to treat you how I wish that you would be treating me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work. And it's not always reciprocated. And our flesh sometimes wants to not want us to do that. But... And there are moments that I can literally hear myself inside fighting with myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I need to because this is how Jesus tells me to do, but I don't want to. And that's the time where prayer comes in. Yeah. Don't allow someone else's actions to hurt your witness and your testimony. Well, and because. Which is easier said than done. There's always going to be. I mean, you're never going to go to any church or any group of people and get along with everybody there's always going to be differences and um but like we said if you're in the word and seeking the word it gives us good guidance on how to handle issues in the body and how to handle disagreements and um so like Mallory said seeking a church that and it's okay to ask your pastor or the leadership of your church. Why, why do we do some, why do we do things this way? Or why do we not do things that way? Our churches and the elders of our churches should be able to easily explain why or why not, you know, the church believes that we should be doing it this way. And if they're not willing (laughs) to do that, that probably is a good indicator that you may need to, go elsewhere if they're not willing to share why they believe that way or talk to you about these types of things like that's not a great indicator but your questions are not wrong i mean mallory and i both grew up in church our entire lives and we still have so many questions about like why this church does this and this one doesn't or i mean you just i think as the further you get along in your journey of faith it just makes me go, okay, there were so many things that like, I just believed because I grew up in it or I believed it because my mom told me I believed it. I feel like I'm going back to being like a child. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I need to know for myself yeah, and understand why it is I believe that I should be doing those things or not doing those well, things. Well, I think if you don't ask questions and you don't figure out the whys, it's so easy to walk away from your faith too, because you really have no idea why you're there other than the fact that it was just something that you've done your whole life. Yeah. You know, like you're not really understanding the whys to all of it. Well, and I hope that on the flip side of that, us as the body of believers and us as the church don't condemn people or make them feel less than, less than, or, whatever when they have questions i mean ignorant because like you don't i mean you could visit a church for months and not see some of the things that you may end up questioning you know like well that's just like the church that we're visiting had a revival last was it last week yes yeah and holly came with me a couple of the nights and it was awesome it was a totally different atmosphere than like what the 
normal services are. And so it was a two night revival. And then we had church Wednesday night and I went and the pastor's wife was like, what did you think about the revival? And I was like, I loved it. It was great. Like I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I I loved watching the Holy Spirit move, but I have so many questions now. And she was like, that's great. Like you should, you should, you know, ask those questions. Like, and I think that's the, that's just God. Like every time anybody asked him anything, he responded with a question. (laughs) Like, I just think that's his sense of humor. Like the more we dig into this, the more questions we have, yeah. the more we thought we had it figured out, the less we have. Well, and I think that's out. probably part of the process. Cause yeah. if you, I mean, when you feel like you know everything about stuff, how much more are you going to actually dig into it? If you, well, and if he gave us all it. the answers, yeah. we would want them to be different. True. We would want them to be changed. We <laughs> would want, you know, um, we'll, I don't know. This is just, conversation that we've been having over the past two months and we kind of just wanted to share it with you guys and there's some scripture that I've been digging into because like I think when these things arise you do we're like how do we navigate this and how do we figure this out like um and there are answers in his word some of them aren't clear because like I told Holly what I feel God is saying to me and what is good for me may not be what he's saying to you and may not be good for you. Like it, you know, I think that that's where your prayer life comes into play and you digging into the word and really what God is speaking to you through it comes into play because it's so important. He doesn't tell us all the same thing. He doesn't have the same path for all of us. Like, um, and that's hard sometimes, like really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt him calling me away from our church nine months ago and it took eight months for me to walk because it wasn't what I wanted mm-hmm. it was you know I go to, I went go to church with my friends and I do life with these people and that was not but then finally when we stepped away from that he had so some awesome things in store for my family that I didn't realize that we needed so um not being scared to when he does speak to you, do the things he's not going to call you into something that he hasn't equipped you for and hasn't prepared for mm-hmm. you. Um, which we get, we get so hesitant to do, but then when we do them, it feels so great because you see his hand in all yeah. of it. I wish you could see the hand before you move. I know, but it's so often that. You don't see the you don't see the workings until after you've done it and then you look back. Well then I I thought that and then I was like, but what if I would have seen it and I would have moved nine months ago when he placed it on my heart? It might have not been the right time. You know, like you just there's a reason that he doesn't show us everything that we still don't fully understand. But it is awesome to look back at it and see his hand and all. I guess you would if you didn't, you'd kind of feel like you were in control. Yep. And you know, that would be sinful, but it's just hard to, I think the whole journey of sanctification and the whole journey of like following Christ in a broken world with broken other people is just hard. Well, I spent, I find myself every single day saying being so much more ready to be in his presence. Yes. Because of the brokenness of this world. Like I'm okay. That used to scare me. Me too. Girl. I'm Sometimes like, I wake up. What are we up, gonna do for forever? Yeah, and I get dressed, and I'm like, "What is the point <laughs> of even like putting on makeup?" Or like, I mean, it just 
so many things seem so futile and not important anymore in my life. And I'm just like, but then the things that were least important before are seem so, so important. important now. Yeah. And thank goodness that my eyes have been open to that because I lived so long with my priorities. Oh, and I know. Well, water said that in the cardio. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for saving me when you did. Mm-hmm. Because there was so many choices and decisions that I made in my life when I thought I had them in my life, but really it was just a check the box type of relationship. And I'm just thankful that he got a hold of me and I decided to go down that path when I did because there's so many people out there trying to fill that void that only God can mm-hmm. fill and they are miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the more we try to fill it with everything else, the worse we make our lives. Oh, yeah. The, and I mean, the more sin that we bring into it, the well, the further away we get from God because he can't be, he can't be near sin. And I, I do. I wish I had figured this out sooner, but you know, God in his perfect timing. I also am grateful for the lessons that I learned, but there really is no substitution for God. Mm-mm. I mean, we, we try to fill it. We try to fill our lives with so many other substitutes and it just doesn't fit. It leaves you dissatisfied and or maybe satisfied for a little bit, but you're always wanting more and it's always creating more problems. And well, those new shoes that everybody has make you feel good for a week. And then there's something like, it's yeah. just oh, that new phone that everybody has makes you, it's just always something more and then more yeah. and more. You need more of this, more of that. And it's never filling and it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we just went down a whole rabbit hole somewhere else, but <laughs> I want to read one of the scriptures. We'll post, there was three that I was going to reference and we, um, and we'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Show notes. But this one is going back to just really checking what you're listening to because you can get on Facebook, TikTok, whatever, all the social media platforms, and you can find people preaching about Jesus, but are they really preaching about Jesus? And so um, this is Matthew seven fifteen through about 20. Um, be on your guard against false, pros- false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward- inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you'll recognize them by their fruit. So I don't know if you notice how many times it says by the fruit. Fruit. But we're not all perfect. Christians are not perfect. We are in a sanctification process trying to be more like Jesus every day, but we still mess up. So I'm not saying look at people and see if their life is perfect, Mm -hmm. but make sure you're checking. Okay. So is this preacher that I'm really loving and really liking listening to on a podcast or on YouTube or whatever, what, what's the church look like that he leads? What's, you know, his life look like, you know? And so, and even not just 
that, but who you're surrounding yourself with. Okay. They're claiming to be a Christian and they're saying they're this, but is their fruit of their life that Mm -hmm. they're bearing, is it evidence of that? Because you can only fool somebody for so long. Right. The fruit that you bear will come. The signs of your, the signs of your heart eventually come out and manifest themselves in some way. Yes. Um, And I don't think you have to be ugly to those people if you discover that they're bearing bad fruit or no fruit. You just have to be guarded. You just have to be guarded. You continue to show them Jesus, but don't maybe allow them to speak into your life or seek them for guidance or direction. Um, And yeah. And also going back, don't always believe what people say. Believe it with your own eyes. Yeah, look it up. If you hear something that you're like, yeah. You question in the slightest. Look it up in the Bible. If you can't find it in the Bible, then you need to you need to think about do a I need to listen to A lot of the ones who sound it? great and who you think you might like, you'll notice that they will quote no scripture. Or if they quote it, it'll be their own interpretation of the scripture. Mm-hmm. So that's like a huge indication. Um but anyway, that's just Yeah, we shouldn't have to add to the word of God. No. It's great how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's enough questions with how it is. Yeah, right. Right. There's enough to figure it out that us add into it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our little conversation this week. Yeah. Sorry if we went on a rabbit hole, but that's usually the way our conversations really are. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not really ever answering the questions, but just talking and talking and talking about it till we feel a little better. Yeah. So. Hopefully you guys got something from it and we will see y'all again next week. Bye. Bye.